Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Never a better time to join the Army than right now. Soldiers can now sport ink on their hands, behind their ears, and on the back of their necks. <laughs> All right. According to the updated Army Tattoo Policy, which was published at the end of last week, and uh, it's going to help recruiters out. So that's good news because we want to be able to get recruits and we want to be able to say to them, hey, you can now, you know, sport ink on your hand or behind your ears and on the back of your neck, and you can still join the Army. Kind of cool, right? Now, the new policy allows for, it's not everywhere, by the way, uh, on your hands or the back of your neck or your face. The new policy allows soldiers to have one tattoo on each hand up to one inch in length in every direction. Soldiers can now sport tattoos up to two inches long on the back of their necks, and they can wear ink up to one inch long behind each ear. Nice. The new policy also allows soldiers to have an unlimited number of tattoos between their fingers as long as they're not visible when their hands are closed. <laughs> uh, it's still bans though. They still got the word ban in there. You can still, they're still banning tattoos from faces and the front of their necks and it limits ring tattoos on fingers to that, you know, as I said earlier, one per hand. Also, uh, as part of its recruiting efforts, the Army announced that it would provide $35,000 bonuses to new recruits willing to sign a four-year contract and ship out to boot camp within 45 days. So, like I said, there's never been a better time to join the United States Army. Be all that you can be. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I've got to pull back a death. Uh, on Friday, uh, in our Who Died Today segment, I said that Juul electronic cigarettes had passed away <laughs> because the, uh, the government had banned them. The Food and Drug Administration uh, said that uh, required them to immediately halt its business. So, you know, I put them in a coffin and uh, good thing I didn't bury them yet because uh, thanks to a uh, federal appeals court, they uh, temporarily blocked the government ban so Juul can continue to sell its electronic cigarettes. Nice. So the e-cigarette maker had asked the court to pause what it called an extraordinary and unlawful action by the Fruit Food and Drug Administration. And uh, the federal appeals court said, yeah, you know, it, uh, it might be. So we're just going to go ahead and take a look at it. Until then, you can go ahead and continue to sell your e-cigarettes, okay? All right, so I just wanted to apologize. I'm happy that we didn't bury them. <laughs> After we found out about the federal appeals court, I mean, we had to open up the coffin and say, okay, you're out of the Who Died Today segment, okay? All right, just wanted to... 
I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. Get on out of there. Go back to selling your stuff. Remember when we did a story about the lady, I think it was in Alabama, but she had her house torn down by accident. Uh, you know, some construction company came in and tore it down and then went, oh, oops, <laughs> man, we had the wrong address. Darn the luck. Wish we wouldn't have done that. And so she was busy fighting them. Well, now we have a story of a family in Idaho that's been living without a roof <laughs> for almost a month now because a contractor had the wrong address and he just came over and took the roof off. And then realized, oh, uh, wow, this is the wrong roof. So they left a letter saying, hey, there's been some sort of miscommunication. So we were sent to the wrong address. And so now it's covered up with a tarp and uh, no explanation except that letter. Um, how about you put the roof back on? Uh, it's pretty simple. You took it off. It, how, however it happened, whether it was misinformation or you just read the letter wrong, you know, the work order wrong, uh, maybe you put the roof back on. But now that nobody will fix it. The insurance company says, uh, yeah, no, um, we're going to deny that. Uh, we didn't have anything to do with that. And, and now there's being damage inside the house, which of course the insurance company says, no, the, uh, uh, that, uh the roofing, uh, that excludes property damage arising out of an open roof condition. So they've had rainstorms in the Northwest, which is, you know, water has seeped into the home. Believe me, I know what it's like to have, I mean, this is the whole roof, but I know what it's like to have a partial roof covered in a tarp and it ain't fun. And it ain't pretty. And now they're just stuck there with uh, water seeping into the home. There's lingering water damage to carpet and drywall. <laughs> I mean, somebody has got to pay for it, right? And it's got to be, I don't care. The, the damage now is worse than it would have been had the roofer who originally took the roof off would have just put the roof back on. Oh man, we went to the wrong address. Okay, so we'll be back tomorrow and we'll put the roof back on. No problem. But now it's just, ah, sorry, uh, we went to the wrong address. Sorry, didn't mean to do that, but your insurance will take care of it. You can get somebody else in here. Um, no. So now they're saying that uh, they're getting bids from other companies to redo their metal roof and they're coming in at over 70000 But that's going to be... Um, nothing compared to the damage that's happening inside the home, right? I mean, they're going to have to redo walls and carpet and furniture. It's all going to be a nightmare and probably has been for this family, but someone has got to step up. I don't know what I would do. I would be so angry. I mean, it would just be so maddening to have something like this happen. I mean, the daughter comes home from school and the roofers are there. What's going on? Oh, we just have, we got on a work order to remove the roof from your house. Um, uh, let me call my mom because she didn't say anything when we left for school this morning. Hey, mom, people are here taking the roof off. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, man, then they realize it's the wrong address. No, come on now. Put the roof back on. It's your deal. And now you're going to pay for the rest of it too. That is, 
Oh man, a nightmare. So this is very disheartening, not maddening news, but disheartening a little. And another example of Sam's Club not really caring about their members or pretending to care about their members. So, you know, I was up, I've been upset with Sam's anyway as they started to allow uh, Walmart Plus customers to be able to get gasoline at Sam's Club, which, you know, I, who cares? I even wrote a, you know, when they asked me to review one of my visits, I even put that on my review, if anyone actually read it. But it's just maddening to me that, you know, since, and I know they have low prices, so the lines are backed up now at Sam's Club, you know, almost daily because they have the cheapest gas price in in our area. But uh, it was before the gas crisis happened. Uh, you know, the lines grew longer once they started allowing Walmart Plus members to get gasoline at Sam's Club because, uh, you know, for whatever reason. And I'm like, well, I'm paying for my Sam's Club card to get gas there for a reason. Make them at least be a member of Sam's Club to, you know, get gasoline there. Let them get gas at Murphy's or whatever, you know, the Walmart gas chain with their Walmart Plus card. But, you know, not at Sam's. That's a separate thing. Well, uh, you know, who cares, right? Sam's doesn't care. They still allowed that to go on. Well, then I saw, and I missed it, if I was available to do it, and I'm not, uh, they had a deal for new members, only $8 to new members and members who had been inactive for at least six months. From oh so okay so I guess uh, today is the twenty seventh of June twenty twenty two so this was uh, good uh, until the twenty sixth was good through yesterday and they were saying that it was only eight dollars to join now until the twenty sixth which was yesterday and you know and invite over for the fourth of July pool get a membership and you know get your stuff at Sam's and then have a July fourth pool party oh, yeah, July fourth just around the corner but uh, you know. Uh, no, uh, how about a deal for the people who have been, uh, members for, you know, a long time, uh, people that have been, uh, very loyal to your membership and use your store. How about you say, Hey, thank you. We know times are getting tough. How about we give you a year for eight bucks? Uh, if you renew right now, if you renew next year, you get it for, you know, eight bucks. How about that? But no. They would not do that. People were pissed and I don't blame them. Uh, if I'd have known about it, <laughs> if I would have known about this, I would have been ang more angry than I am right now because I didn't realize it. It's just very kind of, you know, disheartening in and of itself that I didn't know this because now I'm mad that I didn't know it and I'm mad that the event is taking place. So I'm, I'm double mad. Darn it. Double mad. <laughs> Good news though, and this is this is what there's nothing that could go wrong with this ever. All right, so apparently, stores like Target, Walmart, Gap, American Eagle Outfitters, and others uh, reported in their latest earnings call that they have too much inventory and stuff. You know, workout clothes, springtime jackets, hoodies, so you know, kids' toys, and it's costing them tons of money to store it. They don't want to store it anymore, so they've got this glut of this product. Okay. So what they're going to start doing, and I think I could be a fan of this. All right. This is going to, and I, I, I'm not telling people to do this because it would be completely wrong, but instead of piling up return merchandise to the inventory heap, stores are considering just handing customers their money back and letting them hang onto the stuff they don't want. 
<laughs> I am all for this. Yes, I'm going to buy product and just take it back. And then you get the product, you get your money back, or even if you just get store credit. That means you can double up. You get something, pretend you don't want it, get your money back, and then go get something else. Or, you know, add to it. I am a fan of this. Now, I don't think people would ever do that. Ever. And I'm probably the only one that would think of that. But, uh, you know, this is, a, you know, I, I guess it's a good idea for them because they don't want the product. But that seems to me a dumb thing to do. Maybe you mark down the return goods, but then you can't do that because you take away from the new merchandise sales, right? Then you end up just selling stuff, you know, at a discount price and people don't buy the new stuff. So you're going to have to, it's going to have to be shipped to a special markdown store, which costs money, which they don't want to do. So there's an idea for you. If they, if this starts, if this happens to start, uh, where they're just going to say, we don't want the product back. Here's your credit. And maybe that's what they'll do. They won't give you the cash back. They'll give you store credit. So you keep the merchandise and you get store credit. Uh, I'm still okay with that too. And of course, I mean, no one would ever lie about something like that ever. Right? Right. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh. So congratulations are in order to strongman, Swedish strongman, Johan Espen Krona. He is, uh, <laughs> he is now uh, the world record holder, the Guinness world record holder for throwing a washing machine. Yes, I know. He threw it 14 feet, seven inches. Now I watched the footage of the uh, competition or two guys. Uh, it was, uh, Johan Espen Krona. And that's, I don't know why I'm saying it with that. <laughs> and, uh, Dutch strongman, Kelvin de Ruter, uh, in this head to head competition, Kelvin was throwing them wrong. He did not get ever get a, off a really good throw of these washing machines. Plus, uh, they're the European washing machines. They're like the stackable ones, you know, the small ones. They're not American washing machines, the big old boys. They're these little stackable washing machines. You see one still has a little water in it. <laughs> I mean, maybe you get a washing machine that's new. That hasn't been used, but maybe you can't do it like that. But congratulations for the new Guinness record holder for throwing a washing machine 14 feet 7 inches uh, for Johan Esbrenkrona. Uh, the Swedish strongman, congratulations! I want a Guinness World Record so bad. I, I know I don't want. I can't do the washing machine. I can, of course, critique it and tell you that he didn't throw it properly. But I'm not going to do that. It's just not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and congratulations to uh, Elvis. The movie uh, was number one this weekend, although it tied with Top Gun. They both got uh, a little over 30 million this weekend. So Top Gun being the, uh, you know, the incumbent uh, at the movie theaters probably is considered a win for that. 
But uh, the Elvis movie looks really good. I did not go see it this weekend. I'm really mad at myself for not going to see that. But the big news behind Top Gun is that this weekend puts it over a billion dollars in worldwide ticket sales. That's the first starring Tom Cruise to do so. Incredible. All the big movies Cruise has had, and he hasn't had one break a billion worldwide. So, okay. All right. Uh, Elvis ranks as uh, Baz Luhrmann's second best opening because The Great Great Gatsby uh, was $50 on the first weekend. So, uh, you know. It was, it's going to be, a, a, the Elvis movie is going to be awesome and I can't wait to see it and I'm really mad at myself for not, it might, I might have pushed it past the tie. I feel bad now that it tied with Top Gun because had I gone, my ticket sale could have pushed it past Top Gun. It's possible, you know, you don't know that. But congratulations to, uh, to Elvis and congratulations to Tom Cruise, both monsters. Unlike Monsters, Inc., uh, the Toy Story Spin-offs, not Monsters, Inc. is Toy Story. I was thinking about Monsters, Inc. I don't know why I keep thinking about Monsters, Inc. the last few days. I, I'll tell you why. Because uh, we were recording, and I may have mentioned it on Friday's show, but as we were recording the show, uh, Corby tells me uh, as we're recording the show, okay, so we're at 2319. Now, everyone knows that 2319 is when we're bringing... Uh, stuff back from the real world into the monsters world. Hello, that's an alarm. It's 2319. We've got to close the factory down. We've got to hose things off. That means that bad things are going to happen because we brought stuff back from the real world into our world. Okay, it's a 2319. So then, uh, you know, my wife's grandkids were at the house this weekend and she's wearing Monsters, Inc. PJs and I just got to thinking about 2319 all weekend. But Toy Story, speaking of Monsters, Inc., Toy Story movie, the spinoff, uh, has uh, gone nowhere fast. Uh, it grossed $17 million, I guess, uh, this weekend, falling into fifth place. And it's made $152 million worldwide. Oof, that is not good for that movie at all. The Top Gun has made a billion and it's still in a couple of countries. It still hasn't even showed up in a couple of countries, right? I mean, uh, I don't think Top Gun has been seen in China yet or Russia and it's still over a billion dollars. Pretty remarkable. And, uh, I mean, uh, Jurassic World, I think is at six or 700 million already. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So uh, that was number three this weekend or two. If you go with the tie between Top Gun and Elvis. So if you've seen the Elvis movie, bless your heart. I apologize for not putting it over the top. And how about those daytime Emmy Awards, huh? <laughs> oh, you didn't catch those Friday night? Oh, they were great. Yeah, they were wonderful. So Kelly Clarkson show, uh, seven uh, wins, seven Emmys. The General Hospital won five. Uh, Penguin Town won three, The Young and the Restless three, The Bold and the Beautiful two, Drew Barrymore Show won a couple, Entertainment Tonight won a couple, Shelter Me, Soul Awakened won a couple, You versus Wild Out Cold uh, won a couple. So the Daytime Emmys by Network uh, syndicated uh, was 16, Netflix won nine. Netflix won nine Emmys on the Daytime uh, Emmy Awards? Really kind of weird there. ABC, CBS with five, PBS with three, and NBC 
with two congratulations to uh, to everyone who won as part of the Daytime Emmy Awards. I see where uh, the big deal that Jennifer Aniston showed up to honor her dad. And if you don't know who her dad is, uh, I mean, his her dad, uh, incredible guy. I mean, if you've watched any daytime uh, shows at all, any of the soap operas, I mean, uh, he worked for decades on Days of Our Lives uh, as Victor Karekas. Uh And, I mean, he was incredible. And to be honest, I didn't even realize that that was her dad. I don't know why it surprised me when I saw that that was her dad. I was like, wow, I should have known that. But I mean, I knew her dad. I knew who her dad was, but I didn't know that he was her dad. You can quote me on that. I knew who her dad was, but I didn't know he was her dad. But she was, it was so important to her to honor her dad here at the daytime Emmys because he got a, uh, received a lifetime, a daytime, I'm sorry, I want to make this right. He received a 2022 Daytime Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award for his decades of work playing uh, Victor on Days of Our Lives. And after an introduction from his co-star, who played uh, Maggie uh, Caracas, Jennifer was so moved for her father, she showed up virtually. I mean, I wouldn't want her to show up in person. It was a scheduling conflict. Dad, you know, I love you and everything, but, you know, I just... I know you're an icon to daytime television and everything, but I'm me and I love you and everything, but I'm not showing up. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I know you spent 30 years, uh, to the show and, uh, you're 88 now and you're not able to even attend the ceremony. Oh, he wasn't even there. So that's why she didn't show up. Dad's not going to be there. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to show up either. Wow. What happened to him? I was just reading. I thought he showed up too. Nope. Uh, sorry. John wasn't there either. Oh, is he sick now or something? Maybe that's why he got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Won't be long before John hits the Who Died Today segment. I'm sorry to say it. I mean, it's just true. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I see where uh, Norway and South Africa over the weekend had uh, gunmen uh, killed two people and injured 21 in Norway during the capital's annual Pride Festival. And the suspect is in custody, and I guess they're claiming that he had mental issues. No kidding. They're calling the attack an act of Islamist terrorism. He's been known to Norwegian security services since 2015. Meanwhile, in East London, South Africa, officials are trying to figure out what caused the deaths of at least 21 people at a nightclub. Some of the victims were as young as 13. Wow, they were poisoned. Samples are being sent to a toxicology test to see if the victims were indeed poisoned. Yeah, I bet they were. That's that's really, really sad. So I thought those things only happened here in America. 
I mean, especially with the shooting in Norway. I thought that only happened here in the god-awful United States of America. Huh. Guess not. I guess not. Did you see the Columbia footage as well? I'll play this on uh, my Chewing the Fat segment on Pat Unleashed on Wednesday this week. Uh, in Columbia, the uh, there was a bullfighting, bullfight stadium. It looked like it was built, you know, a couple of days ago with uh, two-by-fours. And a whole huge section crashed. Looked like there may have been a few too many people uh, past the uh, weight limit, uh, the load limit of this building. And I mean, it came crashing down. Four people died, 70 people injured. I mean, it was uh, really, really amazing footage. And you see it up close. And then I was looking at the drone footage. I thought uh, the drone footage would give us more... Uh, more of a crash, but nope, the footage that we see up close is pretty much it, but uh, very sad. And uh, again, in Colombia, not the United States of America. Really, 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 really weird that it didn't happen in the God-awful United States of America. And we might as well, you know, I mean, I'm talking about people dying, so we might as well go, who died today? Who died today? So former Studio 54 owner, Now, he hasn't died yet, but he's going to (laughs) die. I mean, it's kind of like everybody, really. Everybody reaches this segment at some point in their life, right? But he has decided that he's going to end his life on July 13th. He's already picked a day. So that's great, right? Yeah, Mark Fleischman, who took over the iconic venue in the 80s. uh, He lived a great life, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, partied with Warhol and all the superstars that came through uh, Studio 54 and, uh, you know, doing uh, shots out of belly buttons and rails off of chests. You know the parties. I know. Well, he's 82 now and he is suffering from a uh, disease that they can't diagnose. I don't know what he's suffering from. It's a condition they have been unable to diagnose. Well, that's not good. Uh, you can quote me on that. That is not good. Would you have a condition that, you know what? We don't know what's wrong with you. Get out of here though. <laughs> He's 82, feels like a vegetable. And he has now said that, you know, I'm, I'm ending it the 13th of July. I'm going to be taking a flight to Zurich and he's going to legally end his life with uh, nonprofit Dignitas. And so I can't walk, my speech is effed up, and I can't do anything for myself. My wife helps me get into bed. I can't dress or put on my shoes. I'm taking the gentle way out is the easiest way out for me. Um, The wife said that, uh, you know, he's been thinking about suicide for a couple of years. I've tried to talk him out of it. He's now accepted. uh, I've I've now accepted his wishes, and I'm going to fly with him to Zurich. It's going to be horrible. He's my partner and we are devoted to each other. So it is the end of part of me as well. But I have to honor what he wants. He's not giving me a choice. He wants to end his life. And this is a dignified way to do it. Okay. Uh, We're staying at a beautiful place, a resort on a lake. Uh, You know, he wants to go out in style. I used to play tennis and have tennis courts there. Considering that I have never been to Zurich, maybe we'll see a sight see a little bit then on Wednesday uh, I meet in the apartment that Dignitas uh, Dignitas yeah has I take a drink I fall asleep and that's it 
As to why he's decided to go public with his decision, Fleischman said there shouldn't be any shame associated with assisted dying. Okay. So, who died today on July 13th? Mark Fleischman will fly to Zurich and end his own life. And uh, adding to who died today, the Tampa Bay Lightning died. Well, last night they died. Uh, They lost the Stanley Cup to the Colorado Avalanche uh, 2-1 last night. I caught the final period last night, and uh, wow, uh, the Lightning just couldn't do it. They were down 2-1. They had had that whole final period just to tie it up, take it overtime. They still couldn't do it. Avalanche was on. they They looked a lot faster, a lot better. And they kept the puck away from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Tampa Bay does not three-peat. Uh, Colorado has won. Uh, congratulations to them for winning the Stanley Cup. I saw footage of um, the uh, the party. And uh, I'm not sure who it was. But he was skating to the big team picture with the Stanley Cup. And he drops it. He slams it into the ice. And it looks like it dented the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. They uh, they are the Stanley Cup champions, and they've also put their mark on the Stanley Cup since the, they put on a big dent on the bottom of it as they were getting ready for their picture. That's why they take care of that thing so good. Man. They don't want people like these dingleberries putting dents into the Stanley Cup. And keeping it in the uh, Who Died Today segment, uh, I got an email from Michael who emailed me at chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can do the very same if you have uh, you know anything you want to talk to me about. You can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. I also uh, am on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. And I'm up on Cameo as well. I've been doing Cameos. People have been sending me Cameos. Although I will say, I think I had priced myself too cheap, so I'm going to change the pricing. Yeah, because I'm not Sam's Club, okay? We're not, we're not, I'm not going to start getting new, <laughs> you have to up the price a little bit. Okay. But, uh, that, that will happen. So just, you know, go with what you got right now. All right. Cause it's going away. Anyway, um, uh, I did the story and I think I did it in under who died today about the uh, golf cart, uh, accident on their honeymoon where the guy tipped over and it was still running. So it ran over and then it killed the wife. Sad. <laughs> I'm not laughing. It's sad. But according to Michael uh, and his email, it's not sad. It's not funny at all. Okay. And I apologize for even, you know, attempting to make something horrible, you know, at least a little bit more acceptable. First of all, Jeffy, golf cart accidents are no laughing matter. I haven't golfed since my accident in eighth grade. Okay. Uh, I took golf lessons. At the end of the summer, there was a tournament. The club gave us free carts for the tournament. Four kids to a cart. What kind of idiot gives four 14-year-old boys a golf cart? Not just any cart either. It was an old three-wheeled cart. Oh yeah, I remember those. Anyway, on the sixth hole, I was sitting in the back with the bags, which were not secured. We were going full speed down a pretty steep hill when the joker driving the cart decided to turn hard. The cart flipped on its side, dumping everyone out. As I fell out, 
one of the straps that you're supposed to use to tie down the golf bags got wrapped around my ankle. Then once everyone fell out of the cart, it tipped back onto its wheels and continued down the hill, dragging me <laughs> through a pile of golf bags, not to mention loose balls, tees, clubs, and grass flying everywhere. I tell you, sir, there is nothing, I repeat, nothing funny about an unmanned golf cart dragging a fat kid down the hill by his ankle. <laughs> oh, I'm not laughing. I am not laughing, Michael. It's not funny. I appreciate the horror that you went through in eighth grade as a 14-year-old and uh, your friends not treating you with respect on the three-wheeled golf cart. <laughs> it's very sad. And I'm really happy, I'm happy that you are not part of, well, you are part of the Who Died Today segment, but not really because you're not, you know, you didn't, you didn't die. So I'm not laughing at all. And thanks for reminding me how serious golf cart accidents can be, Michael. I appreciate it. So just be on the lookout for all the news about Wimbledon. Uh, that starts today, for those of you listening live, on the 27th of June, 2022. Uh, Serena Williams is going to return to the singles competition. She's been, uh, I guess she was about a year off, maybe more. Uh, and uh, no, <laughs> you can relax, okay? Because there aren't going to be any Russian or Belarusian players part of Wimbledon this year, okay? Sure, the number one man is Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev, Medvedev, but uh, Med Amorphophallus. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, uh, they're not playing, and they're barred from competition over the war in Ukraine. So that's good, right? I mean, we're all in a better place because they're not playing. <laughs> Just amazing. Can we put an end to this Ukraine thing, please? Soon, very soon. I'm really tired of it. I want it to be over, at least for us in the United States. I mean, we're darn near at war with these people. Let's put an end to it, okay? Please, one way or another. We also have uh, Jelaine Maxwell uh, being sentenced tomorrow for being convicted of sex trafficking scheme with her former uh, BF, uh, J.E., <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's, I don't know what she's going to get, you know, 30 years to life. Probably they probably lock her away and throw away. The key is what they want to do. That's for sure. Uh, the family has asked that she get transferred to the United Kingdom. I don't know that we'll allow that, although it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, they want to have her spend time in the United Kingdom to escape the inhuman conditions she's suffered in her Brooklyn lockup. Wow. Uh, that's pretty bad when you want to go back to the UK to get in prison. Although this is her family. I don't know that she uh, agrees with that. Although this because the story is talking about the family wanting to get her back into the United Kingdom courts or prison. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Jelaine. Jelaine. Um, <laughs> just that horrible person that she is. Thank God she's been in prison. The world is a, it's a better place because of it. I'll tell you that. 
And we might as well stick with crime. I saw where Gabby Petito's murderer, Brian Landry, they, his notebook revealed that he ended her life. They had his notebook that was underwater for a long time where he killed himself. And uh, they have finally, you know, dried it out and uh, put special uh, blow drying on it. That <laughs> gets rid of Florida swamp ick. And that revealed his uh, final words. And he said that I ended her life. She, according to him, she hurt herself. And now uh, he panicked and uh, figured that he needed to uh, end her life instead of helping her. So helping her get out of there. And uh, I decided to take away her pain. I knew I couldn't go on without her. Oh, okay. Excellent. So I mean, that's pretty much what we what we thought. And we're going to hear stories about how uh, Rudy Giuliani was assaulted by a grocery store worker in Staten Island. Now, I it's at a shop, right? All right. And it said the worker, uh, while uh, he was, he, Rudy is campaigning for his son's uh, gubernatorial bid in, uh, and he was in Staten Island Borough. And uh, the 78-year-old Giuliani was slammed in the back by an unidentified ShopRite worker. The assault left him shaken. I was stunned. Uh, he was, I was shoulder to shoulder with Rudy inside ShopRite. When we're talking, and all of a sudden an employee came out of nowhere and open-handedly slapped Rudy on the back and said, Hey, what's up, scumbag? <laughs> the worker is then arrested. His charges and identity were not immediately available. Yeah, we don't want to know who he is because he's just a horrible person. So I saw the video of it. It's kind of embarrassing. I, mean, I don't know why you'd arrest him. I guess in today's world, everybody gets arrested for everything. But he just comes up and slaps him on the back. I, there was no, The video I saw had no audio. It just shows the guy... Rudy is in this uh, small group of people and he's talking. This guy comes up and slaps him on the back and walks up and turns around and looks at him. I guess at that time is when he said, hey, what's up, scumbag? <laughs> now, come on now. He's a former mayor of New York, uh, presidential campaign, worked for the president. I'll be slapping him on the back saying, hey, what's up, scumbag? But even if you do, is that a crime? I mean, come on now. I know Rudy's getting old and he's probably pissed that somebody comes up from behind him and slaps him on the back and, you know, it could have knocked me over. I could have fell down and been hurt. Yeah, well, you weren't. And it was just somebody slapping you on the back saying, hey, what's up, scumbag? So, I mean, is that going to jail worthy? Yeah, you know what? Yes. You know what? Yes. How about you not slap people on the back and just, just, Instead of slapping him on the back, just walk by and go, hey, what's up, scumbag? <laughs> it was an employee at the store. So I'm sure that's going to go over well. Probably guessing he's not going to have his job after that. But, you know, who knows? I could be wrong. But just remember, a good rule of thumb, don't slap people on the back when you're saying, hey, what's up, scumbag? <laughs> If you're going to just slap him on the back, you could say, I guess you could have said, hey, and slap him on the back and say, Rudy, what up? Would that would have made it better than, but because he slapped him on the back and said, hey, what up, scumbag? That makes it worse. Oh, all right, fine. I guess, you know, whatever, whatever. Just don't slap people on the back, then call them what up, then say what up, scumbag. 
just walk by them and say, hey, what up, scumbag? That's okay. Just slap them on the back. You know, make sure you say, hey, I love you, scumbag. Maybe you just don't slap them on the back. Maybe that's what happens. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.